835, let's get a quick update. Well, 1,686, well, those are the numbers as far as our COVID-19 stats are concerned. The number of people who are infected, we do have a climb of 31 and we have um, more people um, reported uh, in terms of deaths as well. It is not good to hear, but we do also know that the government has really been doing the best they can, although more can be done around the issue of testing. But what about those at the front line, medical staff, the doctors, the nurses who are at the front line dealing with patients, dealing with you and I, whether we're getting tested or whether we are coming in because we are sick. Well, let's get a perspective on the realities. We're joined on the line by Dr. Angelique Kutia, the National Chairperson of the South African Medical Association. Doctor, good morning. Good morning and good morning to all the listeners out there. Indeed, a, a tough time for all of us, but I would imagine those in the front line are having it also very, very tough, uh, doing uh, a lot of good work, but still dealing with a lot of issues. Just paint a picture for us in terms of uh, what the current realities are for medical staff, doctors, nurses at this moment. Well, the current realities is that we are still struggling with protective gear. The um, whether it's public sector or private sector, it's in both. You know, it, it works both ways. Um, the problem is that um, if you look at um, the international standards, you will see a lot of the healthcare workers in the front line got sick because they were only advocating for them to have a mask or, or, you know, only when it's necessary when they are seeing a sick person. So from South Africa's side, we are saying no. It should be different. You should expect each and every patient to be COVID-19 positive when you see them. Mm. That mm. would help, especially in the clinics and, 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 and rural areas, to protect yourself that, um, you know, you know, by keeping the social distancing from 1.5 meters, by having your patient in front of you for less than five minutes to um, reduce the infection rate to you, yourself, and your staff. Uh, also, uh, wash your hands if you don't have any uh, protective gear. Mm. But the minimum protective gear at this stage is a mask, a, a pair of goggles if you are, if you can have them or get them, then an apron and gloves. Mm. And you have to re- after every patient, you have to put on a new pair of gloves. You cannot use the same gloves for for the rest of the morning mm, while you are mm, seeing patients. Mm, mm, so that's the bare minimum. We have come to an understanding of the um, HPCSI, which is our regulatory body, mm. that if doctors is not feeling safe by treating those patients, then they can say to that patient, Let's, uh, you know, I cannot see you, I don't have the proper gear, mm. and give them another, you know, uh, refer them to another place that can see them. <laughs> it is extremely important to get your doctors and your nurses to keep them protected. Sure. Because if you don't, mm. we have a small number of healthcare workers in our country. And also, if your doctor or, or nurse gets infected, Without them knowing, remember there is a period that you don't know that you are sick. Absolutely, yeah. If you, yeah. If, you, if you get that and you, you can think for yourself how many other patients you can, in the meantime, 
uh, uh, give this virus to and also you take it to your family mm. and you can spread it in the rest of the hospital or clinic where you are working. So this is extremely important. Totally, Doc. Yeah. Dr. Katsia, we've also seen cases where patients have not been transparent and honest about the state of their health, where some who have been exposed come into hospitals for treatment and are not honest about where they are in terms of COVID-19 and its exposure. Um, what, what could make this process easier? Um, could the referrals that people get from their GPs um, in terms of medical records that a patient can bring with to the hospital make your life easier? Well, you should only be referred to a hospital if, um, just one second, uh, just tell the minister I'll go in there and I'll, I'll, I'll respond now. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm on two. Co- I'm, two co- I'm on this call sure, and on a sure, video sure, call, sure. and the minister is asking for me. Um, what makes our life easier? If a patient listens, if we say we don't, you don't have the symptoms. I cannot send you for testing. You, we cannot test people with, without symptoms. You need to have the symptoms. So if you have symptoms and we send you to the lab to be tested, whether mm. you are a private practice or whether you are um, in the hospital, se- uh, in a public sector, and if patients stick to the um, uh, social distancing and being honest with their symptoms because there will be patients that make their symptoms much worse than it is. But mm. what they don't understand is they put a burden on each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. Right, Doc. Um, of course, uh, we need to fix this. In a few seconds, how do we resolve the issue of the protective gear? Well, by the, 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 the must, more stock must come into the country, then the prices must be reasonable. It doesn't help us to have more stock in the company or in the country, and the prices are outrageous. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the average doctor, in, especially in the private sector, would not be able to afford this. You have to understand that protective care is not part of the general practitioner's um, daily works. Mm-hmm. We'll have to leave it there, Doc. We're really out of time, but we do appreciate your time. Dr. Angelique Kutsia just giving us an update on the realities.